Hey, this is Dino. I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. Hey, what's up, Revolution? God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today on this Mother's Day Sunday. God bless you guys. We always consider it an honor and a privilege when we get a chance to worship together, even if it's virtually like this. We want you to know how honored we are that you're joining us. And moms, happy Mother's Day to you, a special one. Guys, I hope that you're doing something special for your your special lady in your life. Moms are great. They are responsible for so much. We want you to know we love moms. We honor you today. Happy Mother's Day. And thank you for joining us today. We're in the middle of a a new series, or our old series called Reclaimed. And we've been going back and revisiting some things. And the vision of this series you know, we've got this reclaimed look behind us. And the vision of it is because you all know as well as I do that reclaimed wood is really special. It's sought after today. In fact, a lot of people want to do work in their homes with reclaimed woods and it's very expensive. And as I started to think about this, I did a little research of why reclaimed wood is so expensive and why it's so sought after. I didn't realize this, but at the turn of the century, with the lack of pollution that was because of the industrial nation that the United States was, the wood was a lot more virgin. It was a lot stronger. It was more firm. And therefore, it was more pure. And as a result, that wood lasted longer. So a lot of times when people find reclaimed wood in an old house or an old factory, they re-harvest that wood and they want to repurpose it in their new projects because it is a better wood. Isn't that awesome? The wood today is filled with synthetics. It's filled with stuff that's not man-made, okay? Whereas the wood that came from the turn of the century was absolutely pure. Isn't that awesome? And so here's what we're thinking. In this series, we're going back to reclaiming some things. We're reclaiming that wood, that fresh wood, wood that's free of synthetics, truth that's free of culture, truth that's free of a synthetic input. We're going back to the basics. I want you to imagine with me like we just stepped into a factory that's been closed and it's been closed for a hundred years. And and we walked in to this factory and there's a plethora of reclaimed wood everywhere. Man, it's like a party. You're in here and you're thinking, wow, this is so special. I could do so much with this wood. And that's kind of what I want you to imagine. I mean, you're going through this factory and you walked into one room and you saw the reclaimed wood. And in this one particular room, we're reclaiming what we talked about in the first message, the word of God. We're discovering again the freshness of the word of God and how it is relevant and applicable to today. That the Bible is not an old book. The Bible is not an uncultural book. The Bible is relevant, it is alive, and we talked about that, how it's so important to reclaim the word of God in our life. Then we talked about marriage. We walked into another room, we saw more wood, and we're saying, man, we're gonna reclaim marriage. We're gonna reclaim what biblical marriage is all about. We're gonna, we're gonna deculturize it, and we're gonna go back to what the Bible says about biblical marriage. And we had an awesome time. Then we talked about 
confidence, reclaiming confidence, walking into another room and seeing more wood everywhere and saying, you know what, there's confidence here. We're going to reclaim what it means to be a confident person according to the scripture, not according to culture. And last week, Pastor Anton brought it home, man, walking into this last room and you're seeing more reclaimed wood everywhere. And in this room, we're reclaiming freedom. What does it really mean to be free in Christ? It was an absolutely awesome message. I hope you get a chance to go back and listen to it. We're reclaiming our freedom. You're free in Jesus because the scripture tells us he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. All right. So today I want to take this a step further. And I want to reclaim one scripture today. As I've been thinking about this message all week long, one scripture I want to reclaim. And I read it to you, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. For a lot of you, this will be a familiar scripture. But for some of you, maybe you'll hear it for the first time like I did when I was first a Christian. I didn't know this was actually in the Bible. All right. So let me read this scripture to you. We're going to reclaim this word today. Look what it says here in John 10. 10. All right. It says this, the thief comes only to steal, kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I love this scripture. It is such a cornerstone scripture. And I think for a lot of us, maybe we've forgotten that this is in the Bible. And maybe for some of you, maybe you didn't know this was in the Bible. It'll be brand new for you. But this is Jesus speaking. Jesus is actually saying he didn't come to condemn. He didn't come to take anything away from us. It says that he came to give us life and life more abundant. Now You're going to love this word abundant today. And I want you to fasten your seatbelt because the word abundant here in this scripture in the Greek, you know, I don't like to go into the Greek words and, and all that good stuff because I'm not good at pronouncing it. But today I have to. Today you have to know that the Greek word for abundance means perisos. Perisos. Try to say that 20 times. All right. Perisos, which means this. It means exceeding. It means over and above. More than necessary. Jesus came to give us a life that's exceeding. He came to give us a life that's over and above anything you're experiencing right now. He came to give us a life that's more than necessary. And this last one is what I really want you to hone in on. The word super added. That's what the word abundance means. Jesus came to super add to our life. And today, that's a topic of our message. We're gonna call it, let's reclaim the super added life that Jesus has for us. Come on, let's pray and let's get into this. And I just believe we're gonna have a great time in the word of God today. Father, I just thank you. And I praise you for all of those who are here today, listening, receiving. Holy Spirit, I ask you to use me today to minister this word. I ask you, Holy Spirit, for the hearer to hear what's necessary to live the life that you came to give them. Not the life that culture says, not the life that the government says, not the life that a man says, but the life, Lord, that you said you came to give us life and life more abundant. We thank you for it right now. We ask you for these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Super added. Somebody needs to put that in the chat. Super added. Jesus has a life that is super added for you.
You know, a lot of you probably think it's super added. Is that even a word? I thought the same thing. Go back and look it up. Super added is actually a word. Webster's actually says this. Super added is to add with a compounding effect. Think about that. To add to a compounding effect. To add with something that's compounded. So not only is something added, but then it's added on top in a compounding way. That's the life that Jesus came to give us. I didn't know this, and a lot of you didn't know this, but when we found out this scripture was actually in the Bible, it's a game changer. Jesus came to super add to our life. Come on, you guys. This is, what, And I like to say this. He takes his super and he puts it on our natural and together we're able to live a supernatural life. Or he can help somebody who is a nobody become a somebody because he's the one who knows how to super add things to our life. Come on, are you getting this today? Jesus came to give you a super added life. All right, let's go back and read John chapter 10, verses 7 through 10 for context, because I want to dig into this a little bit. I want you to get this. So on the inside of you, no matter what happens in life, whatever you face, whether it's culturally, whether it's business, whether it's from the government, whether it's from another individual that maybe is hurting you, I want you to know something. Jesus has a life for you that is super added, a life that is compounded. All right, let's go back here and read John chapter 10. I want you to see this for yourself. You guys know we like to read this in the Bible. So this way we can see the context. You can follow along. Let hope come into your heart. Whatever Bible device you have, reading device, come on. I want you to follow along with me and take notes as we're talking today because I believe it'll be a blessing to you. All right, John chapter 10, verse 7 through 10. This is Jesus speaking. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All right. Why is this so important? Because this scripture says, notice, Jesus said to them again. Here's the context of the scripture. Ready? Jesus is arguing <laughs> with religious leaders. He's arguing with these people about this life that he's saying he's come to give people. And these religious leaders are saying it's too good to be true. There's no way this life that you're offering, Jesus, can be that simple. And so Jesus is wrestling with these religious leaders. He's wrestling with people who say they know or who think they know how to help people. And here's Jesus. He's in this, in this, this, this wrestling match with these religious leaders. And he says to them again, hey, truly, truly, when he repeats himself like that, he's trying to make a point here. I'm trying to tell you guys. I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. Verse 9, he says it again. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go out and find pasture. This is amazing. He's saying, I am the door. See, we don't understand that 
in our culture today, because we don't use, we don't talk this way, so we have to break this down. When Jesus was saying, I am the door, what he was saying is that I am the door that will transition you to a better life. I am the door that can transition you from your life of nothing to a life of something. Or I am the door that can transition you from a life of nothing to super added. Come on, somebody. Jesus is saying, I'm the door. I want to super add to your life, but you got to come to this door. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. This is awesome because this marries exactly what Pastor Anton said last week about finding freedom. When you're a sheep and you're in pasture, what, what does this mean? It means you're in a safe place. You're in a place that's abundance. You're in a place that's protected and a place where you're provided for, a place where you're cared for. That's what pasture means. It's a place of freedom. It's a place where you're free of bondage. You're free of what other people think about you. You're free of expectations of other people. It is a place of absolute freedom that you can find in Jesus. That's what he's talking about here. Jesus is saying to these religious leaders, I'm offering you rest. I'm offering you rest from your labors of trying to be right. I'm offering you rest from your labors of trying to earn your place with God. That's what he was trying to say over here. Then he goes into verse 10, the thief comes only to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you would have life and life super added. Come on, somebody. Put that in the chat. Super added. Jesus came to give us a super added life. And he meant what he said. He delivers on his promises. I want you to get this today because where, wherever you find yourself today, if you feel like you're struggling or you feel like maybe there, you haven't walked into your breakthrough or you haven't uh, walked into that place in your life that you know belongs to you. Maybe you're sitting in a dream. Maybe you're sitting on something that's all bottled up on the inside of you and you know God's called it to come out of you. Then this is for you. I'm telling you, Jesus will deliver on his promise a super added life is what he has for you. And we see all throughout the scripture, beginning in Matthew chapter 8, there was a leper who was in this hideous state. A leper. leper. Leprosy is just a violent disease. We don't know it as much today, but leprosy was really a disease where basically your flesh just starts to fall off. I mean, body parts, no, it just, it's just a very gross disease. And it was something that was prevalent and biblical days. And so here's this leper. He's, he's sick. He's in this condition. And here's, here's, the, here's the thing I want you to get more than anything. A, a leper, uh, it was commonly known in that day that if you had this disease, then it was kind of something that happened to you because of something that your parents did. So some sin of your family or some sin of your forefathers was somehow passed on to you. And as a result, you received this sickness. So here's this pathetic soul struck with leprosy, living okay, in a leper colony with other lepers. So he can't live like a regular human being. He has to live with this hideous disease, with, with slime and pus all over his body. This, I'm telling you, is a very violent, very sick disease. All right. And here's a man who thought 
he was going to have to live this way for the rest of his life. He thought this was his lot in life. And this is, a, this is a burden he had to carry because of something that somebody else did. Imagine that. Here's Jesus. Jesus shows up on the scene, you guys. This is so beautiful because Jesus sees this man in this pathetic place. This man reaches out to Jesus and he says, Jesus, would you heal me? And Jesus says, I'll heal you. And not only does Jesus say, I will heal you, but Jesus reaches out and touches him. It was illegal for a person that was not a leper to touch a person who was a leper. And Jesus broke that law. Come on, somebody. And he reached out and he touched this man. Maybe it was the first touch that this man had experienced for his whole life. Maybe it was the first touch that he had ever experienced. Come on, I want you to see this. Jesus super added to his life that day because he was freed of that leprosy. He was free of the condemnation of thinking that this was going to be his life forever. He was free of that guilt and that shame. He was free of that burden, carrying a burden in his mind that he didn't even deserve. And it didn't stop Jesus. Jesus super added to him. And maybe you're carrying something. Maybe you feel like you're paying for something. Maybe you feel like you're in a lot that you'll never come out of. I want you to know, if you trust Jesus today, he wants to super add to your life. Then I'm thinking about this adulterous woman in John chapter 8. Now, she's way over on the other end of the spectrum. See, the leper, he was, he was born into this. It was something that he couldn't control. The circumstance was, was beyond him. But this woman here in John chapter 8, this is a, the adulterous woman. This is a woman who was actually caught in the very act of adultery. Now, you know, we, we, we treat that lightly today because, you know, adultery today in our culture, it's a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as it was back then. Today, you know, there's issues that happen. Marriages break up and, and there's a certain, you know, slime about adultery. Okay, but back then... It was a serious issue. A woman caught that way was stoned. The law said she had to be killed. And so this is the setting. All right. This woman, all right, who knew what she was doing, gets caught. And in this mob trial, right, she's brought out to the square to be presented to Jesus. And, and these, this mob justice basically wants Jesus' blessing to stone this woman and kill her for being caught in the very act of sin. All right. And there she is. And Jesus looks at the crowd. And he says those famous words. He doesn't say, yeah, you're guilty. He doesn't say to her, yeah, you know, you deserve this. He looks at the crowd and he says, you without sin cast the first stone. And what happened? One by one, everybody started dropping their stone until it was just her and Jesus left. What did Jesus do? He reached down to her and he says, woman, where are your accusers? And they looked around. Everybody was gone. And then he says to her, woman, then neither do I accuse you. Go and sin no more. What did Jesus do right there? He freed her. What did he do? He super added to her. Come on, somebody. A person who deserved it. A person who deserved to be stoned. A person who was guilty. A person who, was, who should have been charged. 
Jesus super added forgiveness. He super added life to her. And history tells us this woman did exactly that. When you study her life, she left that life of sin. She left the life of adultery and she went on to become a pillar in the early church. In fact, some leaders went on to say she became an early apostle. But a lot, a lot of people don't like to admit that. But I'm telling you, what did Jesus do? He super added. So maybe you find yourself in a guilty situation. Maybe you find yourself in a situation where you deserve the punishment. According to Jesus, he can super add even in the middle of that guilty situation because that's who he is. That's the Jesus that we serve. That's a biblical example that we see right here, you guys. How about the little boy in John chapter 6? He left his home, probably going to school with a bag lunch, two fish and five loaves, the Bible says, all right? Imagine that being a bag lunch, right? Okay, he left home that morning on his way, probably to school, and he sees this massive crowd of people sitting on a hillside, listening to a man preach about things that he never heard of before, preach about things that maybe these people never heard before. And he just happened to be in the right spot when Jesus asked his disciples or his followers, how are we going to feed this massive amount of people? And the disciples just went into doubt and unbelief. I don't know how we're going to feed all these people. We don't have enough money to buy food for all these people. And this little boy shows up, perfect timing, in the middle of the situation. And he says, I have two small fish and five loaves. See what you can do with this. Come on, I want you to see childlike faith here. And he gives his little lunch to Jesus. And you know the rest of the story. Jesus takes his food, prays over it, multiplies it, and begins to feed five to 15,000 people. Started out with this little lunch. What's he doing here? Taking something that's little, insignificant, basically nothing, and super adding it. And super adding it. Come on, you guys. This is an amazing biblical story here to help us to see that whatever little you have, if you give it to Jesus, he'll super add it. If you trust him, he'll super add to it. You know what the end result was of that story? That little boy left that day. He, he, he left his home that day with a lunch, two small fish, and five barley loaves. And he went home, the Bible says, with 12 basket full filled with food. You want to talk about multiplication. You want to talk about super added. This is amazing. My favorite stories in the Bible is found in Luke chapter 5, the apostle Peter. I relate to this guy because Peter, you know, he was the leader of the disciples. And a lot of you guys might relate to this too, but he just resisted Jesus from day one. I mean, a lot of times you read the story and it says that, you know, Jesus called Peter and Peter followed Jesus. But that's really not what happened because Jesus reached out to Peter several times, at least two times before Peter actually said yes to following Jesus. And every time, every time Jesus reached out to Peter, <laughs> Peter went the other direction or Peter ignored him. 
Peter, in his rebellious state, said, I know better than Jesus. What can this Jesus do for me? I'm in control of my life. I'm in control of my family. I'm in control of my, my finances. I'm in control. I don't need this thing that Jesus is peddling. Jesus is talking about a new kind of life. He's talking about a new kind of living. I don't need all that. I don't need all that. I'm good with mine. I'm good with my life. I'm good with us for and no more. I don't need what Jesus is peddling. And that's basically what happened here when Jesus was pursuing Peter. And, and you guys, some of you guys know the story. On this last time that Jesus is, is needing to preach to people and the crowds are following him. They're just, they're just pressing against him. P Jesus has to get into a boat and push out into the water so he could just talk to the people there on the beachside. It's so interesting. He just happens to ask, Jesus just happens to ask Peter if he could use Peter's boat to get in. And of course, Peter in his reluctant, rebellious state said, Sure, Lord. Okay. I know you've been bugging me to follow you. I know you've been bugging me to join your team, but I'll let you at least use my boat. And so think about this. Peter's holding the boat while Jesus is preaching to people. And as Jesus finishes preaching to people, then he tells Peter, hey, why don't you take your boat and go out fishing right now? Peter's like, you don't fish in the afternoon. You fish in the morning, Lord. Hey, how about you stick to your job and let me stick to my job? Jesus is like, hey, why don't you throw your net out? Go fishing right now. Would you trust me and see what happens? Peter gets into his boat, goes out to sea, reluctantly throws his net in the water after fishing all morning and catching nothing when you're supposed to. And in the middle of the afternoon, multitudes of fish just start piling into this net. Miraculous. What's happening here? Jesus is super adding unto Peter. Come on, you guys. He's super adding unto Peter. And what happens? Peter sees this. He experiences this. And he begins to say to himself, my God, who is it? I must follow this Jesus. And you see from that point forward, Jesus or Peter follows Jesus. What happened? Jesus super added to Peter. I'm telling you, in every biblical Example, you see this, you see Jesus super adding to people, super adding to situations. Now, here's what I want you to see. Now, get this, this is probably one of the most important points I'm going to make here today. In every one of these cases, you don't see any one of those individuals earning something or doing something to deserve the super added or doing something extraordinary to get God's attention to say, hey, I did this, so you're going to do this for me. Uh-uh. Nope. These are all situations where Jesus reached out to people because they believed him and sincerity and simply super added unto them. This was the struggle with the religious leaders when Jesus was up there fighting with them struggling with them because it was too simple. It was too good to be true. It was just simply too good to be true that all we have to do is follow Jesus and he would super add unto us too good to be true. There had to be more to that story, which is the reason why they resisted Jesus. 
They'd spent their whole life in the law. They spent their whole life learning how to please God based on their effort, to please God based on their works, to please God based on what they could bring to the table. And Jesus was saying, that's the old way, man. I'm bringing a new way. All I'm asking you to do is walk through this door, walk through the one that I am presenting to you, and I have a life of super added waiting for you. Isn't that awesome? They had a decision to make. They were going to have to leave the years of studying the law, the years of just working to please God, the years of living in a constant state of being condemned and condemnation that they weren't measuring up to some certain standard so they had to work harder. They had to leave all of that and simply trust Jesus to walk through this new door and step into a new life of super abundance, super added. Come on, are you getting this? What a decision they had to face. And they struggled with it. And many of them couldn't make the jump. I mean, I relate to this because I was in the exact same spot. You guys know my story. I was raised in a super religious environment. And if you told me, to follow Jesus would result in a super added life. I wouldn't believe you. All of my life, I was basically taught to follow Jesus. You had to give stuff up. It was a life of subtraction, not addition. Come on. I was told to follow Jesus. You couldn't wear certain clothes. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't play sports. You couldn't do certain things. And so I thought, man, I can't follow that Jesus. They're peddling this Jesus that wants to take things away from me? I'm telling you, this is what I struggle with. This, this is the reason why I relate to those guys. I mean, you're raised in an environment where you feel like you gotta work hard and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta deliver or, or you're not gonna get something from God. I'm telling you what it works against you. And Jesus is saying, I've got something better. And here's what was worse. Those religious leaders and the people that I was under as well, they taught you to feel this way. They not only wanted to live this way, they not only not wanted to walk through the door, but they made other people feel guilty about walking through the door, about following Jesus. Come on. They made them feel guilty. They made them tell them, if you follow this Jesus, you're going to really wreck your life. In fact, a lot of times they claimed that Jesus was the devil. <laughs> That's why Jesus came. And he struggled. And he kept showing people, look, look what I did for the leper. Look what I did for the adulterous woman. Look what I did for Peter. Look what he wants to do for you. He wants to super add to your life. And I'll tell you something, in my personal struggle, right? I was raised, I had a struggle to, to please God and I have to give up everything. It's gonna cost you something to serve God. Friends, I want you to know something. After I read John 10, 10, I realized it doesn't cost you anything to serve God. It, pays to serve God. I read John 10, 10, and it changed my life. Jesus came to give me life and life more abundant. Yeah, that's what it says here. And, and, and it changed my perspective. It began to change how I saw what God wanted to do in my life. And I hope maybe if you're struggling today, maybe it'll change your perspective too about what God wants to do in your life. He wants to super add to it, I'm telling you.
So as I begin to see this, how Jesus came to give me life and life more abundant, the mistake that we always make when we hear a scripture like this or a message like this is this, that we think this is all about material blessings. Oh, we think it's, you know, God wants to bless us with the big house, with the nice car, you know, with more money. And that's all true. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. As you start understanding biblical principles of giving, biblical principles of tithing, biblical principles of doing things God's way, I'm going to tell you something. That's all coming. But here's the deal. That's a byproduct. That's a byproduct of something greater. Because Jesus didn't come to super add to us to give us bigger houses and bigger cars. That's all great. Not oppose any of that stuff. Okay? But Jesus came to super add something more to us. All right? Because, the, because the, the, to be super added really is more about understanding about how much God loves you and accepts you right where you are in your current struggle. That is the message of being super added. Right where you're at in your struggle, in that place of defeat, in that place of condemnation, that place of guilt, that place where you feel like you'll never come out of this, that's where he comes and he brings his super added life to us. That's when you begin to understand how much God loves you. Right in the middle of that. Right in the middle of that struggle. Right in the middle of the failure. That's when you begin to understand the truth of what super added really is. Listen, and God uses, in my personal opinion, in my, and from what I see from the scripture, he uses the external blessings. Like what happened to Peter with the miraculous catch of fish. God uses those external blessings to get our attention. But that's just the beginning. If God blesses you with a great job, that's awesome. If God blesses you with a better house, a better car, that is awesome. But listen, that's just the beginning. Because super added is not about all of these other things. Super added is about allowing him to come inside of our lives, behind the scenes, into those inner crevices of our heart, those places that we're, we're vulnerable, those places maybe that we've even shut up and we, we've not allowed anybody in. The life of super added is saying, Jesus, I believe you love me. I believe that I'm totally accepted by you just the way that I am. So therefore, I'm letting you in behind the scenes. I'm letting you in to these dark crevices of my heart. Those places in my life that let no one in. The places where I felt like I was going to have to carry that hurt for the rest of my life. Or I was going to have to carry the guilt of maybe that abortion for the rest of my life. Or I'm going to have to carry the burden of that business loss or the burden of, of putting my family in financial straits. Right? No. Super added means he comes. He wants to come behind the scenes. And come right in there and help you understand something. That you are totally accepted just the way you are. That's what the Bible says. We are beloved and accepted in him. <laughs> and you know what? You can't change that. My kids are in the studio today. As difficult as sometimes they can make my life, I am telling you, they are forever loved. They are forever accepted. Yeah, do we have spirited conversations? 100%. Yeah, do I have thoughts? Oh, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah, you do too. 
But at the end of the day, you're totally accepted. Forever. No matter what they do, they are my children. What makes you think God loves you any less? What makes you think that you are any less accepted? Come on. You have been super added with the love of God. You have been super added with acceptance. You have been super added with the life that only Jesus can give you. I want you to reclaim that today. Reclaim what it really means to live a super added life. It means that you live a life that's free on the inside, free to be you, free to stop comparing yourself to other people, free to be able to be who God called you to be. The dreams, the visions, the desires, that's who God called you to be. And that's what really super added is all about. Because listen, nobody can take that away from you. Somebody might be able to take a car away from you. Somebody may be able to empty your bank account. Somebody may be even able to take your house. But no one can take the love that God has for you away. It's eternal. It's perpetual. It never ends. You are totally and forever accepted in Him. Because that's the way He made it. That's what super added is really all about. Because here's the deal, friends. When you understand this on the inside and you understand how totally loved, how totally accepted you are, you'll get that house again. You'll get that job again. You'll get that relationship again. That's the reason why Jesus really came to super add to you on the inside. And that's to help you to see how much he loves you and cares for you. And in your struggle, in your struggle, in my struggle, those times, and we're thinking, I'm just holding on for holding on sake. I'm just holding on and I'm just trusting God. It's in those times you have to understand that God is holding on to you tighter and closer than you're holding on to him. Because that's what the scripture says. It says he would never, never, it's a double negative, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a double verb there. He will never, ever leave you or forsake you. You're his own. This is... The super added life. It's to be free of all bitterness. It's to be free of all resentments. To be free of multiple failures. It's to be free of everything that you think is holding you back. And the greatest blessing of being super added is to be okay in your own skin. To be you. To be who God has called you to do. Here's the big idea I want you to get today, especially on this special day. To be super added or to live a life of super added or to reclaim the life of being super added leads to a life of total acceptance. And that in that total acceptance, you find the new life that you're looking for. Yeah, but I'm still struggling with a little bit of sin. Doesn't matter. The whole idea is this, is as you understand how accepted you are in Jesus, all that stuff starts falling off. The temper starts falling off. The addiction to porn starts falling off. The addiction to drugs starts falling off. Those things that are holding you back, anger, resentment, bitterness, as you understand the super added life and how accepted you are in him, those things start falling off. This is called repentance in an effortless way. 
Repentance is not laying down in a pool of pity and beating yourself up and having other people beat you up and walk all over you and tell you how terrible of a person you are and, and you admitting how terrible a person you are. That's not what repentance is. Repentance literally means turn and go the other way. That's all it means. When I started to understand how much God loves me and how he actually wanted to super add to every area of my life, that was the thing that started to pull me out of the party lifestyle. That was the thing that started pulling me out of a carousing type life. As I started to understand I am totally accepted in my defeated place, in my struggle, in my, uh, uh, in my failure, God still has a plan for my life? Yes. That's what caused me to leave my life of sin and start following him. It wasn't, it wasn't a parade of people showing at my door and saying, you have sinned. It wasn't that. I, super added came into my life. And super added wants to come into your life. Let's reclaim it today. I want to read one last scripture to you today. And this is going to be a great blessing to you. I want you to see this in Romans 5.20 because we need this scripture today more than any other time, I believe, in history. Romans 5.20 says this. It says, where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. So this is what this scripture says. Here's what this means here. It means this, that whatever failure, whatever situation that you find yourself in, that the grace of God is going to be bigger than that failure. Now, here's what I want you to get. I started out with the Greek words for this reason. And the Greek word was perusos. Remember that. This word abounds here means this. It means to be hyper perisos. Not just perisos, hyper perisos. Same Greek word. It means, it means perisos on steroids. It means super added and then super added some more. So that means what this scripture is trying to tell us is this, that whatever situation we find ourselves in, whatever dark place, whatever failure, whatever hurt, whatever situation we find ourselves in, that you can call on the grace of God or you can call on hyper petty souls, super add the super added the life he's already come to give you. Come on. That's what this means. He came to give you a super added life. When there's sin, when there's darkness, when there's struggle, especially where the world is today, the, what culture is trying to put on people today, I'm telling you, don't look to it. Oh, sometimes I do and it gets me all riled up on the inside. But I have to stop myself and I have to say, Lord, where all this sin abounds, you have got grace, your super pedisos, available to us. Would you just receive that super added life today, you guys? That's what he has for you today on this special day. I want to make it really practical to you. Because I, I, as I started to think about how to apply this on a daily basis, I'm thinking about a friend of mine who'd struggled with 50 pounds on and off, just Every diet, every, every pill you could think of, tried it all. Finally gave up and said, I'm going to try the super added life that God has for us.
And every day, I looked in the mirror, and he said, I'm a child of God, and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am loved, and I am accepted by God. And by the grace of God, the Lord's going to help me lose these 50 pounds. And every morning and every night, so my friend did this and did this. And after a period of 60 days of doing that, didn't realize how effortlessly 50 pounds fell off their body. I'm not sure what happened. There's loss of appetite, but there, there wasn't a diet. There wasn't a pill. There wasn't anything. It was understanding super added. Come on. This is the, this is the life that God has. I'm thinking about another friend of mine who struggled with smoking his whole life. His whole life started to hear this message, started to hear about what it meant to be accepted, what it meant to be loved by God. And every time he lit up, he said, I hate these things. He literally said, I hate these things, but I know I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I know I'm still loved by God. Every time he smoked, he did that. And after a period of three weeks, the desire to smoke just left him effortlessly. What happened? Super added hit him. Super added wants to hit you. One of my favorite stories is a friend of mine who was a chronic and secret alcoholic. Tried every program to get free. Everything you can imagine. Prayers, church, AA, whatever it was could not get free. He was a secret alcoholic. Got a hold of this. Started to understand that in his alcoholic state, God still loved him. Perisos was available to him. Super added was available to him. And all he did, he accepted that. And he would take his drink and he would look in the mirror and he would say, God loves me. God's going to free me of this while he was taking his drink. He says after a period of about three weeks, he said the desire to drink completely left him. What happened? Did someone wave a magic wand over him? No. Super added hit him. He finds somebody that condemned him, rebuked him. No. Super added hit him. And I believe super added wants to hit you today. Maybe you're watching for the first time or you're listening to things maybe you've never heard before. Maybe it's time to walk through that door. Same door that Jesus was offering in John chapter 10. It's here right now. If you're watching for the first time, you say, Pastor Dino, I've never walked through that door. I want to walk through that door. I want to walk in the super added life that Jesus has for me. I want to pray with you right now, right where you're at. I hope your faith has been supercharged. Your faith has been encouraged. But right now, I want to help you walk through that door. And it's really simple. By praying a simple prayer, just like this, right where you're at. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Make me a new person. I want to be free to be who you call me to be. I take you as my Savior today. In Jesus' name.